Well, hey there. This is Jim. And I was just thinking. I'm going to start my watch here. I've gotten into the habit of starting my watch on the walk up the big hill. So it does does bring down my my overall pace because it's about a quarter mile up a hill which is eh, somewhere between a eight and a nine percent grade so fairly healthy hill as my horse Ichabod is staring at me you can tell because he's got his face towards me more importantly both ears pointing in my direction want to know where a horse is looking look at their ears their ears always point where that particular eye goes and yeah they don't they don't actually see the same way you and I do so yeah if you've got you know one ear going forward one ear off to the side yeah, he's kind of half paying attention to what's in front of him half paying attention to what's on the side so of course the ears are back he's trying to see what's going on behind him they don't have 360 degree vision but since their eyes are on the sides of their head more like a fish they do see more like a fish so I definitely have a wider view than we do. Of course, horse being a prey animal for things like mountain lion and such, because they're not a predator, they're a large prey animal, so. Mother Nature gave them a healthy, I want to say it's like 270 degree view around their head. So they can kind of quickly see, hey, what's going on around me. So there you go. Lovely day today. Mid 50s. Going to go to the 60s today, maybe even the mid 60s. But more importantly, I can see the sky. Not something I've been able to say a lot for the last two weeks. In fact, I just saw something um, in the month of March, so the month we just came out of. My hometown had two, count them, two sunny days. Yep, sunny day being, you know, not considered, you know, where you see the sun for an hour and it goes away. No, I mean, full sun day had two out of 31 days. Yeah, all right. Start my little gym boss, and off we go. 
Gonna do four miles today. And I'm back to Galloway training. So, I had a chance to look at some different forms of training. And I'll be quite honest with you, I think Mr. Galloway had me in better shape. Of course, Mr. Galloway worked me harder than Mr. McMillan. And of course, to be fair to Mr. McMillan, he was, a sick, he was sick a lot more during his training plan than it was for Mr. Galloway. But nonetheless, definitely much stronger for the half marathon during the Galloway program. The only thing I guess I would disagree with on the whole Galloway program is they want a lot of time. They want like 16, 18 weeks of your time to get you ready for a time goal for a half marathon. I kind of found like I was there at about mile or mile, about week 12, 12 to 14 tops. <clears throat> so the extra, extra three to four weeks was kind of like, I don't know, it kind of felt like I was in overtraining mode. It's like, I'm here, let's just, let's just do it, I'm here. I mean, 12 weeks, I mean, you're still looking at three months. That's not a short amount of time. And I suppose if you've never run 13.1, that maybe makes some more sense so you can ease into it. But if you've never done it, you shouldn't be going for a time goal either. You should be just going to finish. Get that under your belt. You can worry about a time goal later. So, but yeah, no. Galloway worked me a lot harder. So, I watched my VO2 max make it all the way up to 51, um, which is almost my age. <laughs> so, it's just too shy of my age. So, that was a surprise. I believe according to Garmin, I'm sitting at 47 now. So, still not a bad thing for a very amateur and not professional runner. Doing this more for health and fun and to keep myself sane than anything else. So, that was pretty good. That's still pretty good. According to that calculation, it still says I have the cardiovascular system of a 20-year-old. Right, maybe not a 20-even-year-old, maybe more of a 25-year-old or a 26-year-old, but again, frickin' 53. So, heck, have the cardiovascular system of a 30-year-old would still be a good deal. So. We're not going to whine about it. Ah. So color is coming back to South Central PA. We've got definitely four or five inch hay in the ground. 
got more things turning green. Got more flowering. Plants and shrubs flowering. And did I mention it's gonna go to the mid-60s today with sunshine? Ah. Definitely what we need. I don't know about you, but certainly one of the harder things about having to social distance and essentially keeping yourself in your house all the time is uh, having to do it with poor weather and having to keep literally your house all shut up. So, and you know, even, even though after this run I will still be on my property and mostly in my house, um, the fact that I can go home and open all the windows and kind of swap out the air that's in my house with some fresher air from outside. Even that is a huge, huge deal. So, saw a thing, uh, probably Facebook, tends to be the site of useless facts de jour about how uh, folks in my age group known as Generation X will probably have a better time with staying home than any other age group generation and certainly it seems to be the case that Millennials are having a hard time staying home. So, there's that, but apparently Gen X, and it certainly makes sense to me, uh, kind of grew up with being bored. You know, TV was three channels. Um, you know, not really a lot of new stuff in the 70s and early 80s. There's a lot of watching reruns from the 60s. That's probably 50% of my TV watching was something that had already gone off the air long before I started watching it. I mean, probably, unless you talk about things like Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers, The Electric Company, you know, all that stuff that showed up on PBS, Right? That was probably the new stuff. You know? I mean, even a good portion of the stuff that showed up on Sundays at 7. And if you're old enough, you know what Sundays at 7 was. It's the wonderful world of Disney. You got in front of your TV and you watched Disney. Most of that stuff was pre-recorded, pre-done in the 50s and 60s. Um, Mutual of Omaha, that was uh, fairly current, at least in the early 70s anyway. We got to watch Marlon Perkins from the comfort of his, uh, his Land Rover, you know, watch his uh, helper, aka Flunky, Jim Fowler, basically get the crap kicked out of him 
by some other wild creature. It's kind of like the nature precursor to the Muppets, Dr. Bunsen and Beaker. Of course, Beaker being the hapless assistant that everything happened to. So, <sighs> Mutual of Omaha was a lot like that. Oh, look, that wild animal has its eyes on Jim. Poor Jim Fowler. Get back to the Land Rover, Jim. That's why Marlin doesn't leave. That's why he's got top billing. So, anyway, there it is. Um, yeah. So apparently, Gen Xers are are used to being bored and kind of occupying themselves. So, the theory is we. Gen X will have a much easier time with this than certainly the Millennials or uh, what, Generation Y I think they're calling the next group down younger than the Millennials right I mean pretty soon we're going to run out of letters and we're just going to be calling generations by algebraic names. I know. Well, this is generation X minus two parentheses Y minus four. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, they probably should have started near the beginning of the alphabet. Would have given them a lot more time to name things. At that point, well, I mean, you know, they're you know, the greatest generation actually had a name. The greatest generation. They weren't. They weren't. Uh, they weren't uh, left with just a letter. So, in hindsight, might have made more sense to, you know call us Generation A, and they at least have 25 more letters in the English language to cut through before they uh, they run out of letters. Now, of course, then you can go to Generation AA, and AAA, and, and uh, A to the fourth power. Again, somehow it eventually ends up with algebra. So... Enough of that, right? You didn't come here for math. Absolutely not. So, you know, another thing I've been noticing, besides the fact that I'm growing a very nice salt and pepper beard right now, um, uh, is uh, the difference in people's behavior now. Again, I'm not a sociologist. I'm not a social psychologist. I'm not an epidemiologist. Um, I did stay in a Holiday Inn 
Express. Not last night, but I've stayed in one. But uh, I saw a meme that actually had a lot of truth to it. And had a picture of people sitting inside, looking at their smartphones, looking at their laptops, sitting in front of the television, and it said, before coronavirus. And then the next picture underneath showed all these people in the parks, outside, going for walks, going for runs, all right? And it said, after coronavirus. And uh, does that feel true to you too? Um, I mean, I live in the country, so I don't see a lot of people unless they're in a car anyway. But uh, this morning, I just saw two people walking down one of the roads around here going for a walk. Never seen them go for a walk before. Um, and I've seen more people out running right now. It does seem like people are taking the opportunity when we do actually have some nice weather to get outside and instead of hopping in their car and going to the mall or going to some bar or restaurant staying inside and watching TV on a Saturday or a Sunday no, they're outside um, I mean, my local box stores like the Home Depot and Lowe's and those things they're mobbed they're absolutely mobbed everybody's doing an outdoor project Everybody's planting in the garden. Everybody's doing something as far as upkeep of their uh, their house or grounds that requires them to be outdoors. So, yep, very, very interesting. Um, wonder if this goes long enough, if. Uh, will actually have created a habit in people. Um, again, not a sociologist. Did take a number of classes in sociology. Not a psychologist. Did take a number of classes in psychology. But uh, it takes roughly two weeks to establish a habit have to do something consistently for two weeks for it to actually start to become muscle memory in your brain. So I'm wondering, since I figure we do have probably at least another month of this, I don't know how many people are paying attention to this stuff, but when this all started at the beginning of last month, at least here in the States, CDC pretty quickly came out with a recommendation for the kiddos that they stay out of school for eight weeks. Well, that would be the first week of, of May. Fast forward a bit. My president has just recently, about a week or so ago, said that over the next two weeks, we expect to see our spike, our highest point in 
the infections overall. <clears throat> Which means, if that is in fact the highest point, it starts to go down from there. Which is a good thing. It'd be nice if that would start tomorrow. Hell, it'd be nice if that would start today, but I would even take tomorrow. But they're thinking in the next two weeks, we see the spike. Which, if that's the case, should mean we should see it start to steadily go down over the next two weeks. Which would be four weeks, wouldn't it? Which would put us at da -da 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 -da, the first week of May, where the CDC said they thought this was going to go back in the beginning of March. So, for what it's worth, and they might be off by a week, plus or minus. Might be off by two weeks, plus or minus. Although I think probably more plus than minus. I don't think it'll be earlier. But even still, say they're off two weeks, and it's mid-May. And we all now, quote-unquote, return to normal around Mother's Day. Right? I do wonder how many people who've been getting out for walks when it's no longer their only source of entertainment. We'll keep it up. We'll go, you know what? This was actually kind of good. I feel better. Maybe I've lost some weight. Um, I sleep better. My mental concentration is better because I'm exercising. Lots of data that shows exercise improves mental focus and sharpness. Because, of course, it helps improve your, uh, your overall cardiovascular system, which means blood throws through your veins a lot better, which means it can get to your brain a lot better, which is where the action's at, isn't it? So, I don't know. Um, would have liked us to have gotten here by some uh, less extreme way of getting here, but could that be one of the silver linings from this pandemic? I don't know. You know? Could be. Could be. But that's enough pandemic talk today. So, I don't want to cause any pandemonium. So, we'll just stop thinking about the pandemic for a while. And we'll give you a, uh, a neutral image to think about before we change topics. And you just spend the next couple of seconds thinking about a panda. A nice, fluffy, cuddly panda. Yeah. Eating its leaves. Nothing scary. Nothing threatening about a panda. So there you go. All right. All right, so new topic. So my wife and I have now finished our spring virtual runs. Uh, I finished my Dismal Swamp Stop virtual on Friday. And it 
was more of kind of like this just a long slow distance training run that happened to go 13.2 miles because in a race you always overshoot don't you right you never actually go 13.1 you usually go 13.2 13.5 right nobody runs the course perfectly unless you're in the lead maybe you do that I'm never in the lead so not for the half marathon anyway so there you go alright so we got those done my wife did her 5k with me yesterday and I did a, a program at my other podcast where we both went out and did her her virtual 5K for the Delaware uh, Festival of Races. So, so I've uploaded my time to Athlinks. It's a site where you can get your official times and you know claim them as it were as being your time so you can have a little a little library digital library of all your results it's a fun site don't go to it often but it's a fun site so for my race which is basically go run your virtual and then come back in Athlinks and put in your time so it's on our system but just tell my wife yesterday you know I mean if you feel the need to uh, to lie about uh, about your time that's so be it you can't use it for anything else Nobody will accept a virtual time in order to seed you in an actual race. So you're going to need an actual time with actual people and somebody actually timing you. So, so yeah. I wasn't worried that my time was well off my sub two pace that I was initially planning on. So it's still a nice run. And uh you know that was my half marathon for the for the spring. So I'm now totally focused for the end of October and my marathon which I do have a time goal. Although for the marathon, my time goal is just to beat my PR. I'm not trying for anything, you know, orders of magnitude faster than what I've been able to do in the past. So, so my 
my PR for the marathon happened in Green Bay. Happened in 2014, I think. Maybe 2015. One of those two. I want to say it's 2014. I'm not sure. Um, either way, it was the 15th running of the Green Bay Marathon. That I remember. Because that's what it says on my medal. So, and it was a gorgeous day, very much like this. Mid 50s. Never got to the 60s, stayed in the mid 50s all day. Perfect running weather. A little bit of a breeze, like today. And uh, I ended up crossing the finish line in four hours, 35 minutes, and I want to say 23 seconds. So, which beat my previous marathon, which was in Dayton, the Air Force Marathon in 2010. That date I'm sure of. Um, and that was four hours, 35 minutes, and 59 seconds. Yeah, just got in under the, the 436 line. Just beat it. So. so only a few seconds, well, only a few tenths of a second faster. No, seconds faster. That's right. It's a marathon, Jim. It's not a it's not a, not a five right ten K. That first number is an hour. Okay. So Yep. So honestly, you know, if I could do 434, I'd be happy. I'd like to see sub 430, but all I'm really shooting for is faster than 435. Because I'm also I'm also a good five years older than I was when I last ran that. And biology being what it is, you don't generally get faster as you get older in endurance sports. So I'm uh, kind of hedging my bets a bit. I'm gonna train for faster. And if it happens, it happens. Yep. So, haven't decided on what my uh, my goal is going to be, but I want to say I'm going to train for uh, for 4:15. I think that's what I'm going for. And train for 4:15. So this way, I got 15 minutes of cushion at least. In case that's not my day. So I got you know, I got all April, May, June, July, August, September, and probably the first week or two of October to get ready for it so I don't have to uh, I don't have to do anything hard just yet so hopefully by then Mr. Galloway will have come out with a marathon training program on Garmin 
like I'm glued to my phone. So we shall see. You know, that or I might, I might uh, spend the money and uh, let Mr. Twiggs get me there. So we shall see. I'll make my uh, my determination week after this week. So next week. Yep. So let's talk about that. So of course, working from home like a lot of people are, and uh, I have this week coming up worth of work, and then I have a week off. I just had Friday off, which was gorgeous. It's great to have a break. Um, uh, and then I do this week, and then Vaya con Dios for a week. So, at least the Monday through Friday part. So, yep. I'm on the books as having to teach a class. On Saturday, I think I want to call it the 18th, something like that, whatever that Saturday is in April after Easter. Which, by the, by the way, for all of you Christians out there, happy Palm Sunday. So that's what today is. Unless, of course, you're, unless of course you're Orthodox and you're on the Julian counter. And then we're we're a bit early for you. So, there you go. Anyway, so, um, supposed to have a class that Saturday, so initially it was going to be off Monday through Friday of next week, not this coming week, but the following week. Um, work Saturday, of course off Sunday, and then I get Monday off as a bonus. I'm going to take a little extra walk break here. Um, for having worked my Saturday. So, I looked ahead, and it looks like those Saturday dates may actually get cancelled. So, Hey, puppy. Won't find out until uh, until probably Monday. So, because I haven't even loaded the uh, next set of schedules. Our original set of schedules only went through this coming up week, so three weeks. Um, so this will be my third week of working at home. Um, and then, of course, they're going to load, I would assume, at least the next two. Probably, I would think, since we know we're going to be doing this until the end of April. That's as far out uh, as they've, uh, they've told us. I would imagine I'll be seeing schedules then for the remainder of the month. So, So, probably... You know, at least another three weeks, maybe four, 
but certainly another three weeks of schedules again uh, sometime this week um, so there it is so I'll find out what's going to happen on that Saturday so I would assume there's that word that uh, if I'm working Saturday it's going to be the same rules that uh, huh, I missed my walk break All right, let's just reset this there we go um, anyway I'm going to assume it's going to be the same rules so if I end up working Saturday then I end up with Monday off um, as my day off so we'll see we'll see but I said last I heard because um, nobody can actually show up for a class um, we're doing all this online they may just uh, they may just move people to the online classes that already exist during the week so the class I was supposed to teach that Saturday was for the medical assistants and I'm actually teaching a medical assistance class on Tuesday coming up so I may have a lot of people in my medical assistant class so there it is hmm. that's a thought that is a thought alright I just had a work thought so and I may suggest uh, when I get back to the house so I love running I absolutely come up with some of my best ideas um, on a run especially when I'm talking things out whether I'm recording them or not doesn't usually matter um, sometimes it does sometimes I actually have to say it out loud and hear myself say it out loud for it all you know for like the the phrase goes the penny to drop if you're old enough to remember that one and all of a sudden it's like oh wait a minute you know what that's an idea as Clarence would say Clarence the angel hmm. what do you think about that huh yeah that'll do it so anyway so there's that topic and then let's see last topic is to get you caught up on all things in my life so of course I mentioned before that I my lovely pup hunter uh, crossed the rainbow bridge so yeah my wife and I are just geez geez we're missing that dog big time you know just all kinds of stuff you know you know, you know even when it comes down to even just something like you know, eating a little little thing of yogurt and expecting to have, look down and see a dog looking up at you going, I'm ready when you're done with the yogurt because I'll finish all that stuff that you can't get around the rim. Because, uh, of course, we would hand it to him and he would, he would grab it, run back to the living room as if we'd given him a pearl of great price to use a little biblical vernacular for you. He was just so happy with that yogurt cup. And 
he'd be ecstatic for about five minutes as he made sure there wasn't a lick, pun intended, of yogurt left in that cup. So, you know, and like, you know, I'll be making food and something will fall off the counter and hit the floor. You know, normally you didn't have time to, to get it before he got it. It was always right there. Anything comes off that counter, it's mine. And now, of course, it falls off the counter and hits the floor and just sits there mocking you. Because you're going to have to pick it up. Because ain't nobody else going to get it. It's just you. So, so yeah, we've really just been, just been missing that guy. So, we did look at some other, some other dogs online. Because that's how you have to do it these days. Virtual everything. Putting an application for our local SPCA on a husky and a beagle. Um, so both are adult dogs. Both are house trained. Um, both like cats because those are requirements. Of course, both are spayed or neutered depending upon the, uh, the sex. Um, so, I'm loving the face of the, uh, of the husky. Always liked huskies. Got um, these steel blue eyes. Very happy looking face. But my very, 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 very first dog was a beagle. And I have a, I just have a, I have a soft spot for hounds. It's probably another reason why I'm missing Hunter so much, because he was most definitely hound. So, so we'll see. You know, no guarantee that, that we'll bond with either of these animals. But we put in our application, they're gonna look it over sure tomorrow and we'll call our vet to make sure that we're not nasty human beings run our licenses to make sure we're not wanted in any of the 50 states before they let us take their dog and then at that point they give you a little time saying okay you can we'll approve you to come in um, and see the animals. So we might see both, we might see one. We might be told, hey, you know what? Um, you're the kind of people we would absolutely adopt to, but both the, people, both the dogs you liked are already spoken for, so uh, feel free to take another one. Um, and your, uh, your screening's already done, so we don't know. Um, I've, even, I've even floated the idea that if I can't make a choice between these two, when we get the choice of either of these two, um, I might take both. Um, we looked at a, online again, a Belgian shepherd, also known as a Malinois, 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 I think it's Malinois. Though. Um, which would be a great running dog. Because, uh, you know, 
One of these is going to be a running dog. All right. That's why I think I'm leaning more towards the husky. Um, I don't see the beagle wanting to do a whole lot of running. But anyway, yeah, the, the Belgian Shepherd would definitely run. So let's say hi to somebody here. Nice to see the sun again, isn't it? Uh, I see that lady all the time. That's her, her pat response. Big happy smile, a wave, and a giggle. Never a word. Yeah, I mean, never an unkind word either, but never a word, just a big smile and a giggle. Yeah. Interesting. So anyway. Belgian Shepherd was 300 bucks. It's not bad. It's not bad for a dog. Um, especially a rescue. Um, but because the SPCA is really in dire straits, Right now, all of them are on, you know, these main leagues and stuff. I mean, they have all these animals they have to try and take care of. And it costs a lot to do that. And, uh, you know, I mean, the way they get these animals moving is, you know, people come in and they got nothing else to do. So they, they go to the shelters and mill around. Well, people can't do that. So... I wonder if this is, has hit their bottom line, so to speak. But nonetheless, because they're not trying to make a profit on these animals, they're just trying to find them a good home and not take a big hit uh, for them. Um, they tend to be a lot cheaper. So I think the average is about 150. So that would be 300 bucks for two dogs. And 150 to see where I'm going with this. So I've already got that in the back of my head. So. And what the heck, I'm gonna have to be home for the next month anyway. So it's not like they wouldn't be unsupervised. So. But we'll see, we'll see. I don't suppose we'll hear anything until tomorrow at the earliest. So. So there it is. That's life in South Central PA, at least as far as I'm, I'm concerned. Hope things are going well for you. I will upload this shortly after I get home. Oh, very nice. Very happy with my pace though. I'm sitting here going, talking to you and looked down my watch and I was doing a 9.45 minute. Granted, I'm also going downhill a bit here now, so it is easier, but still. Very good. Oh, 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 oh. One more thing just to uh, throw out to you. So, I think I may have identified the reason for my cough. It's happened to me before, and I'm gonna explain why running makes it better. So, something to keep in mind. And if you get a really bad cold and you have a cough, it lingers. Um, 
I think it's I think it's GERD. I think it's uh, reflux. So one of the things that can happen when you have a really bad cold is, of course, you cough a lot. When you cough a lot, that actually will bring stomach acid up into the back of your throat, where it should not be. So it irritates the back of your throat. Irritated enough, and guess what you'll do? Go on, guess. That's right, you'll cough. What happens when you cough? More stomach acid comes up, and so you'll cough again. And then guess what happens? You got it. So, it's happened to me before. I actually thought about it this morning, so I always have Prilosec OTC in the house, which is just basically half dose Prilosec. OTC just means they can't give you the prescription amount, which is generally twice that. So, nonetheless, don't take twice the medication unless your doctor says to, but generally that's the way this works. So, so yeah, I took some this morning. Cough much better. I'm going to take some more before I go to bed. And see if we can't uh, make this cough go away. Because I think that's where it is. I have no other symptoms uh, of my cold, potentially flu. Um, I'm already taking the allergy medication because... We're getting slammed with allergies because it's spring, it happens. This is what's supposed to happen. So, I have some congestion from that that I know, but uh, so we can make this cough go away completely. So, just something to think about uh, if that happens to you. Don't overlook the fact that it might be um, GERD or at least reflux, whether it's actually, you know, diagnostic GERD. Um, or not, obviously your, your doctor needs to make that determination. So anyway, just something to think about. All right, well, we're back at it. And this is enough for a show. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your run. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay home. Unless you really, really have to be out. I'm going to see you next time. Take care.